Welcome to the Unfair Advantage podcast, brought to you by the authors of the business book of the year, The Unfair Advantage. This is the podcast for anyone who wants to understand the real forces that lead to success in life and in business. Authors and co-hosts Hassan Kuba and Ash Ali discuss entrepreneurship, self-awareness, and explore the journeys of their remarkable guests so they can understand what set them apart from the pack. Because behind every success story, there's an unfair advantage. Hello and welcome to the Unfair Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Hassan Kuba, and I am joined by the lovely Ash Ali. Hello, everybody. Hey, Ash. Hope everyone's well. We wanted to talk today about coaching a little bit more. So we touched on that in the last episode where we talked about your information diet and how we choose what information we consume. We touched on coaching a little bit at the end. Coaching is largely when you have enough information. I was talking about how I have a habit sometimes of doing too much research as a form of procrastination. And actually, a lot of the time, you have enough information, you just need to get started. You just need to take action. You need a bit of clarity on what you need to do. And then you need some accountability. And that is the role of a coach. Now you can get an accountability body and that can help. And that could just be a peer. It could be a mentor and they can kind of sort of do some informal, even if they've never studied coaching, they can kind of do coaching things. Obviously in mentorship, they give more answers sometimes as well. And they give you specific guidance, but coaching is fascinating because we often have a habit of jumping in with advice and answers to people who want our help, particularly for people who get into, and that happens to us a lot. And it happens to, I'm sure our listeners as well, that people get in touch with them and ask their advice explicitly, or they just start talking about an issue. And our instinct is to just jump in with advice. So this is something that we've spoken about a lot as well. And because we never used to know about the coaching framework and about the importance of not always giving the answer straight away. What are your thoughts on that, Ash? Because this is something that, you know, we've spoken about quite a bit and I'd love to know where you're at with that. Oh my gosh. I struggle with this all the time, right? That's why I've got my own coaches, right? And that's why I value coaching because I've got to tame my advice monster because naturally I'm pre-inclined to looking at problems and trying to solve them. But what we have to understand is that the best way to solve a problem is when you bring the people who are solving the problem with you along the journey with you, but more so they buy into it themselves. When I sit down with you, actually, I realize this as well, Hassan, you're brilliant at not trying to give advice, but actually just listening and giving clarity on the thinking, which is why when I worked with you on the book, it was amazing because the book became a bestseller because of the fact that you sat there and listened to what I was saying rather than going, actually, no, we should do this because I'm the one coming in. Oh, we should do this. We should do that. But actually, it's that clarity in the thinking of it behind it. Right. So I think that's been an amazing experience. And I've got coaches myself, which we both use, of course, to help us get clarity in some of our ideas because we can get in it too much. That's the thing. You know, when I'm in it too much, it's like, oh, it is a interesting place to be. And I think what you're doing and what coaches do is they give you a lot of patience as well. I'm quite an impatient person, naturally. I see a problem, right, let's just solve it, come on, let's bring it. But actually, patience and bringing the team along and patience with the other person is really important. And there's not that many people. There's a lot of people who talk, but there's not many people who are listening properly. When I mean listening, I mean active listening, which is what you do. Active listening. How do you do that, Hassan? How do you do your active listening? A bit? Sometimes I have to stop myself and go, oh, I need to stop and use my ears twice as much as my mouth. Thank you. I'm flattered. But also, this really didn't come naturally to me. The same with my entrepreneurship stuff. Like, I took an online course to learn how to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> and then I got there in the end, but it was hard work. 
and it was a hard one thing it wasn't something that came very naturally to me i think naturally to me is a little bit of autonomy and a little bit of dislike of authority <laughs> you know i don't like having a boss and i have that thing inside me but i'm not naturally entrepreneurial i don't think and the same with the coaching stuff so actually that's a skill active listening and not just jumping in with advice or the answer is not something that comes naturally to me and I have to work on it every single day until now. It's difficult. We try to jump in with advice before we even have the full picture. This is the issue. Somebody starts describing a problem they're having, right? And then we go, oh, I know what that problem is. I've experienced it. Here's what you should do. And it's like, hold on, you don't know. And if you let them talk a bit more, then you'll realize how their situation is a bit different to yours. And actually, some of the details are quite different. And actually, there's this really important thing which you don't even know about. And to be honest, I do tell myself off in my head a little bit for that, because I think how arrogant of you to assume you know the answer when you haven't even listened well enough to understand it. And, and actually, that book is a great one, The Coaching Habit. It really teaches you to listen, just studying coaching. And that's what I've been doing now. And that's what I've teaching other people to do on the transformational creative course is how to coach because it's a brilliant way to get validation for a business idea to get validation for content that you want to create or a niche that you want to choose to create content around let's say or to create a product around one thing and i'm sure there must be other people in the world who've connected these dots before me i'm sure there's lots of other people who come to this conclusion but i haven't heard a lot of people speaking about it which is that the customer discovery journey understanding their requirements and stuff is the same as coaching and people don't even realize that it's the same thing so if you study coaching then you'll know how to have those conversations with prospective users or prospective customers or clients to understand what their requirements are and what they actually need so why not bring the two together and coach and charge for the coaching so instead of doing expensive market research which costs you loads of time and money why not you get paid to do coaching. And obviously you need to study coaching a little bit. You need to understand the frameworks and the mindsets behind it. It's simple, but it's not easy. There is some knowledge that needs to be learned there and information. Hiring a coach is one of the biggest unfair advantages is to be able to afford a good coach. It's incredible. And that's a money unfair advantage, but it's also, there's some mindset stuff in there to even be humble enough to get a coach for something like, you know, a lot of CEOs wouldn't hire a coach because they'll be like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing, that kind of thing, right? But yeah, it's a huge one. It's a huge hack. One thing that you can tell a coach is good is when they hardly need to say anything, but you find yourself getting so much clarity just by talking and even holding yourself accountable, you know? <laughs> I have that here all the time. Most people have the answers within them already, right? That's the funny thing. It's just need to get it out somehow. And a good coach can get it out of you, especially when you're experienced. You know, when you become a CEO, you've got a lot of knowledge already and you bring a lot of wisdom and knowledge already. It's just bringing it out sometimes in the right moments because there's a lot of emotional baggage that comes with life and everything around us that's happening that stops us sometimes to fire on all cylinders. But I like your point about problems, you know, getting clarity on a problem. I think this is really important. I think in my office, whenever we have a problem, my first instinct is right. Bring me problems. And I keep saying it, bring me problems. All of my job is to solve problems. That's what I like doing. I'm a problem solver naturally. That's my style. But then I realized that when I'm asking about the problem, I shouldn't just look at the problem at face value. So I use this technique and it's called the five whys. I know a lot of people know about this. Whenever there's a problem, I ask why is this the problem? And I keep going down, why is this happening? Why, why? And by the time I get down to the fourth or the fifth level, I've really truly understood the problem much better. And that's when I start to unravel it more. Actually, my solution was only dealing with the face value of the problem. It's not dealing with the real problem, which is much further down the line and why that was happening. 
And then when you start to unravel that, it becomes a much more interesting conversation with your team. And when you've got smart people, they can work out the answers themselves, but they need to know what the problem is. Sometimes the problem is not what you think it is. It's something else and it's deeper behind that. And I think that unraveling of the problem and then solving the right problem is really important. We spend too much time in the corporate world, in life, in offices, in meeting rooms. We're solving the wrong problems because we haven't really discussed the problem. You haven't got clarity on the problem itself, right? The same thing why a startup succeeds, right? If you've not got a good problem, then your solution is always going to be trying to solve a problem that doesn't really exist. And I think that's where coaching and ability to understand that is important. You know, you talk about coaching and how people can become coaches. How long does it take, say, if you don't think you're a natural coaching type of person to become a coach? How do you decide when you become a coach? How long would that take? That's a great question. You know, coaching is really not rocket science. First of all, you don't need accreditation. People think that you actually need some kind of diploma or certificate or degree to be a coach. You don't. It's not one of those things that requires that, which actually is the reason we were so skeptical about it in the first place. Not specifically that reason, but whenever something has very low barriers to entry or zero barriers to entry, anyone could just call themselves a coach. Just put it on your LinkedIn. I'm a coach. Put it on your Instagram. I'm a coach. Whatever. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things that anybody could just say and they could just know nothing about coaching and just think that they just need to tell people, come on, you can do it. And therefore, they're a coach. <laughs> one reason why I was very put off from coaching at first, and actually, in a similar vein, I felt, and I can't really remember very well, but I might have felt the same way about the word entrepreneur. The word entrepreneur doesn't require any qualification or diploma or anything. There's no proof for it. You could just say, I'm an entrepreneur. You can't say you're a doctor without having a diploma. You could say that you're a nutritionist because that's not a protected term, but you can't say you're a dietitian. That's just one example. The fact that it has low barriers to entry means there's going to be a low signal to noise ratio. There's going to be a lot of noise. Very few people who actually are good at being a coach. There's going to be a lot of scam artists. There's going to be a lot of crappy low quality people who claim to be life coaches or business coaches or whatever and it's the same with entrepreneur and it's the same with people selling online courses but don't throw the baby out with the bathwater that doesn't mean there's no value that doesn't mean there's no people out there who are genuinely really good so i think if you're genuine like how we are and the only type of people that we like to deal with are the ones who have integrity and want to do it for real and genuinely want to help people level up and actually want to put in the work to learn what is the coaching modality what is a coaching mindset in terms of time taken, it really depends, but it's one of those things that I've learned is a habit more than anything. It's a habit to be a coach. It's a habit not to jump in with an answer and actually to ask more clarifying questions first. It's a habit to be an active listener and to hold space and make somebody feel emotionally comfortable to open up to you. This is more of something that you just need to build up and the more reps you can get in. So if there's a way that you can, with conversations of day-to-day -day life with people that you know, start to ask more coaching questions, it's like a spectrum. It's just a shift in your communication and listening. I think a good time frame to understand this, a fast time frame, but that's doable if you really put the work in, is about four weeks. You can study it and apply it. It doesn't mean you become a super duper amazing coach, but you become a coach. If you can hold space, if you can help facilitate change, if you can help catalyze somebody's success and somebody leveling up in their lives, you're a coach. That's it. And you can charge money for that. And if you have high integrity as every coach that I work with or train up myself, because I've been training people to become coaches, you offer a money back guarantee. No questions asked. If somebody isn't happy or doesn't get the value out of the coaching, then they should get their money back. Because at the end of the day, what you're doing is offering an intangible thing. You know, you're not building a physical product. You're not feeding somebody actual food. 
you're doing something that's an intangible and more of the economy is shifting to obviously we're all becoming knowledge workers and that's been happening for a while but it's becoming more and more the case where we're just there kind of interacting with each other and trying to help each other level up so that's the distinction i make i guess this brings us on to talking about transformational creator which is a term that i coined to mean a creator an online creator an educator who not only educates to help people to know facts and figures teaching people about history or physics but actually to help educate them in a way that helps them to level up in their lives whether that's in their health and fitness whether that's in their businesses or careers or investments so that's like the wealth side the first one's like the health so it's health wealth relationships whether it's like dating advice relationship advice parenting advice i don't know dealing with difficult people or finally is spirituality and happiness is the fourth category and these are categories of self-development in general self-help in general and if you're helping people in these things or of course you can do it with hobbies or sports obviously that's coaching and that's the traditional coaching but the interesting side is the outside of sports or outside of fitness let's say that's the area that's really growing hugely growing life coaches that means they're not even specializing in anything but they're just generally going to help you in your life there's now habit coaches which are going to help you build the right habits there are executive coaches which are helping you know ceos and you know coaches to help parents and there are even coaches out there helping coach people through a breakup and a divorce every category it's all about support and the thing is that we forget is that we get stuck in the left brain in the logical brain and think it's about all about information and actually people need emotional support and people need accountability and people need to make an appointment with somebody and actually maybe this brings us on to talking about the difference between a therapist and a coach because the most popular question that i get after that is to ask what's the difference between a therapist and a coach would you like to share some ideas about what comes in your mind about what the differences are i think a therapist is someone who deals with the here and now and listens about the situation that you're going through and a coach is someone who gives you the tools to be able to deal with those things in the future yeah yeah so you're touching on on future and past and present and stuff and i think you're right to do that because one popular definition and some therapists will disagree and that's fine but basically therapists generally deal with the past childhood traumas what you've been through how have you dealt with such situations what is your relationship with your parents like that kind of thing coaching is more about the future because it's about helping somebody get from a to b there's such a thing as cbt cognitive behavioral therapy and that's supposed to give you tools to kind of deal with stuff and that's the idea behind it which i think sounds great right but a coach doesn't really try and dig in too much into what was your childhood like why do you feel that way and how come this emotion comes up it's more like okay this emotion comes up how can you deal with it it's very practical there's much more practical with therapy you can just kind of feel better about talking and i think there's a lot of value in that not to denigrate that at all i think there's a ton of value in therapy but i think a lot of people need coaching to help build a new habit to help get some clarity about what actions they need to take next rather than too much introspection necessarily um it can trigger introspection taking action or committing to action and then not fully succeeding because you don't always succeed in doing the action you commit to or learning about the feedback or seeing how you feel based on the feedback i mean you can get a lot of self awareness about that i think coaching is very largely about self awareness and i think therapy is too but i think coaching is much more practical in the sense that it's about let's give it a try and see what happens i see that now when you're mentioning it past and future and the way you think about it how does one overcome this issue then with coaching because i know therapists have to have lots of counseling degrees and all sorts of qualifications to become a therapist but coaching is like you're looking at the future going ahead and actually how do you know the difference between a good coach and a bad coach because you could have a bad coach that messes you up completely 
how do you deal with that scenario? And how do you deal with the imposter syndrome of thinking that you might be a bad coach? Yeah. First of all, this is actually a very important disclaimer. Very important. As a coach, who you should be dealing with should be people who are at baseline, quote unquote, healthy, normal in their emotional and mental state. Obviously, this is hard to figure out, but you can tell if somebody has traumas that you should refer them to a therapist, to a trained professional. As a coach, you are not a trained professional to deal with mental health issues or troubles. Your thing is like simple. It's about like, let's say, helping somebody to build a habit of going for a walk every day. It can be that simple. And then you build on the next thing. Let's say you're a health and fitness coach, right? You can say, okay, let's get you moving more. Let's get you exercising a bit more. Let's introduce this into it. I'm not talking about a personal trainer who's there counting your reps and sets. I'm talking about somebody who's there to help you create goals for yourself, to help you create next actions for yourself. And really just asks you and then helps hold you accountable to it. And just say, okay, can I hold you accountable to that? Okay, what are you gonna do? What do you think is the most important high leverage thing you can do? You know how we love to give loads of value in this. I'd love to just very quickly touch on a very simple coaching framework. So I'll just give an idea of what coaching is. I have an AAA model that I like. The first A stands for achieve. So you ask, what would you like to achieve? So what do you want to do? What do you want? And then you can dive into the why, as you said, the why ladder. You can dive into why, why would you like that, and dive deeper into them. And then the next A is avoid. What are you looking to avoid? This is actually a quite an uncommon question, and it's very useful. Excuse me, what are you trying to run away from in your life? What kind of pain do you not want anymore? What kind of obstacles do you foresee happening that you're scared of? This is about fears and frustrations. Again, you should dive into the whys with this as well, not to get therapeutic or therapist with it, just to understand what is it really? Because sometimes the first answer isn't the real thing that people are really worried about or really trying to achieve. That's why you go into the whys. And then the third A is action. Okay, what is the highest leverage action that you can take in this coming, let's say, week? And then when they say it, say, can I hold you accountable to that? How long do you think that will take? Will you do it? <laughs> These are important questions. So that's the AAA model. And that gives a taste of what coaching means. So you see, if a good coach is helping you get clarity and holding you to make progress by taking action every week and getting the feedback loop going of, what did I learn from taking action? How do I feel now? That's a good coach. It's kind of that simple. A bad coach is telling you what to do, not listening to you. You don't have a good rapport with them. You don't feel comfortable sharing with them. That's a bad coach. So it's funny because coaching is a skill that you can master over your life and you can have master coaches and you have coaches that can charge $10,000 an hour and stuff. But at the same time, coaching is simple. Again, it's not rocket science, but it takes a bit of skill to understand how to hold space, how to facilitate, how to be an active listener, how to ask clarifying questions, how to hold somebody accountable. You teach all this on the Transformational Creator course, right? All these techniques, how to hold space, how to create accountability. You teach all these techniques on the course and you go into detail. It's all part of it. So transformational creator is about how to be an educational creator, whether that's a writer, let's say you're writing articles online, whether you're a podcaster, whether you're a YouTuber, whether you're doing shorts and TikTok videos and Instagram reels, whether you're just doing photos, whether you're doing a newsletter, whether you're writing a book and being an author, those are all content you're creating. So if you want to be an educational creator, who wants to help their audience to level up in their lives. That's what the course is about. It's about how you can commercialize and make that into a business by doing coaching, one-to-one -one coaching, and then group coaching. And then you can even start doing online courses. 
But the point is to build that unfair advantage of insight by speaking to your audience and listening, speaking to them to ask them open-ended questions and listen. So that comes from the Silicon Valley model of startups, but we're applying to that to the creator economy, which is booming. Everybody wants their own personal profile, personal brand. As we go into the metaverse, as the online world becomes slowly more important, weirdly, that's probably what's going to happen than the real world. It's going to be more high leverage and more impactful and people are going to care about their online avatar and persona more than their real life how do they look and how do they come across in real life which is weird that's the world we're headed towards so that's what transformational creator is all about i run very few cohorts of this if you're listening to this you can get in touch and find out if we're running one but it's not something we do all the time because we're building other courses and we're building out the unfair academy as a place where people can level up in their lives and their business and leveraging their unfair advantages. It's really exciting. It's really fun. It went really well for the first cohort. We're just about to start a second cohort. It's a very intimate, small cohort at this stage. It might grow further down the line. We'll see. Or we might not even do it again. Who knows? When you listen to the market, it might change. It might evolve. So that's what I'm doing right now because I've been working with a lot of online creators. We've become creators by being authors by being now podcasters and we're just going down this path ourselves. So we're practicing what we preach and we're kind of being guides a few steps ahead of people who are doing this. I suppose to finish off on this episode, it's quite interesting. You mentioned about all this transformation of creative course and coaching, and I really like it. I think it makes total sense. You know, I've come around to this because I've realized it makes sense to, you know, work with people who know how to give you the tools to think better so that whenever you can become across those situations again in life, you can actually action those and deal with them rather than just kind of like having a crutch and leaning on someone, trying to rely on someone else. You can actually rely on yourself and your own thinking to deal with certain things. Um, and then, of course, you can still hire people and help you out in certain things, but then you know how to hire better as well, actually. You know how to do a lot of things better. I love that. Anyone who's listening, definitely take up the opportunity to work with uh, Hassan. I'm also around on the Q&A sessions, and we've got loads of guests on there and lots of interesting people on your course that will allow you to learn from different perspectives and people as well. So thank you very much for listening to us on this episode about coaching and lots of other cool, fun stuff. Anyone who's enjoying this podcast, leave us a review. Get in touch with us. We're on Instagram and LinkedIn. If you want us to talk about certain subjects or any burning topics that you've got on your mind that you think will help other people as well, reach out to us and we might even cover it in one of our podcast sessions. Absolutely. Give us some encouragement. We're starting small at the moment. We're going to get some amazing guests on. We're also going to keep doing the ones with just us two probably because it's fun for us to hang out and just discuss what's on our minds. So I hope it's valuable to you and we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Bye-bye from Ash. Bye-bye. See ya. So thank you for listening to the Unfair Advantage podcast. We're available on the podcast app of your choice, as well as on YouTube as a video podcast. For more information on how to find your unfair advantage, visit us at theunfairacademy.com.